Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Molly Green and Darren Rudge. Alan, Alan, it's Molly and Darren. Hello, Molly and Darren. Hello, oh, you, you recognise us? I do, I do. Yeah, sure you do. The Happy Garden. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Alan, you massive fibberoo. <laughs> Look forward to seeing him this year at all the shows. A very warm welcome. I am Molly Green, your host today, as always, on the Happy Garden podcast. And preliminarily, I must wish you, your family, your friends, everybody your end, a very happy new year. Pod people, welcome to 2024. Brand new year. Let's hope it's just going to be a cracking one for all of us. Now, as I say, I'm Molly. Let's see how your COVID-ridden expert is doing this week. Here's Darren Rudge. Hello. Oh, dear. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. What? Uh. Uh. <laughs> now, look, you've had COVID since Christmas Eve. How are you faring? Well, I think I'm nearly through it. I've got a very, very vague line. Very mercury. <laughs> Oh, Mrs. Darren getting in early. <laughs> Bit vague. It's kicking a man when he's down, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, think? she's down as well because all the Rudges have uh-huh. got COVID, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. It's been nearly ten days now, Molly. Gosh. But you're oh, you're feeling better. You, are you on the upside? I am on the upside of up. I must admit. Good. Still got a nasal thing going on, and a little bit of a cough, but. Uh, that's it, really. I'd like, I'd like, <laughs> and a vague line. Say, <laughs> I'd like to say you sound sexy, but <laughs> really, no, no, but I wasn't going to, Hello. you see, because it's more, na- <laughs> it's more nasally. <laughs> oh dear, but I'm glad, I'm glad you can join us because you could have called in sick. So thanks for turning up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we have had a lot, actually, if you've checked the Facebook, Instagram, yeah, uh, and we've had a lot you. of emails. Yeah, a lot of people have been concerned for your welfare. Thank you very much. Sorry, I was just having a sip of my lovely coffee. Made by? Um, uh, made by my lovely wife. Who's also got COVID. Yeah, who's also got COVID. Because <laughs> I've probably bought it here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what are we doing today on the Happy Garden Podcast, our Dazzler? 
Well, for me, I'm going to be answering some questions, obviously. Yes. Uh, I've got a money-saving tip. I've got a New Year money-saving tip. Gardening jokes of the week. I've got six gardening jokes this week. And then jobs for the week ahead. How about that? I've also had the pleasure. I love Kevin Beresford. You may have heard of Kevin Beresford. He is, by his own admission... Self-titled Britain's dullest man. Now, Darren, he... I know, God love him, is in the Dull Men's Club, which is my calendar of 2024. He has done a calendar called Allotments of Redditch. Sounds brilliant. It does, <laughs> it does uh, which is just released. And what's really nice, Dazzler, he, he has never been a gardener. He doesn't really get gardening, hasn't ever been into gardening. But now he's met lots of allotmenteers, he is blown away by just the ingenuity, the creativity of gardeners. So you'll hear about that in a little while. Sounds fab. Fantastic. What a good sense, like my type of man. Yeah. Well, you and I have talked extensively on, because I bike ride a lot with my husband, so we find a lot of fly tipping down the lanes and there's always something you can use for gardening be it tires or old you know cobblestones or all sorts gardeners really are inventive well pair of tights and old pair of bras i made a living on that haven't i (laughs) you actually have it's braskets that uh (laughs) pop out every summer with you isn't it all sorts certainly do (laughs) love it Well, we'll be hearing about uh, Kevin and his new allotment calendar very shortly. Shall we start our Dazzler with some jobs for the week ahead? Yes, of course. Now, you and I are talking on 2nd of January. Oh, my goodness, the the hatches are battened down. We've got, well, Darren and I are in the West Midlands. We have a yellow weather warning for both gavels winds and also for rain. So we're talking on a filthy day. But I don't know if you've seen the forecast for the week ahead, Darren. Maybe Thursday onwards, we're going back to blue sky and frost, which is great because it'll freeze all this flipping mud. Well, it's going to be gorgeous, isn't it? Mm. Absolutely gorgeous. Looking so, forward to that. There you go. Yeah, the blue Tropical. sky. Tropical. Blue sky. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Blue skies do do your mental health an awful lot of good. And it's an awful lot more of a pleasant experience to get out into the garden as well. So let's do some jobs for the week ahead. Now in the happy garden. Oh, I say, sweetie, this is my favourite bit. Time for Darren to be absolutely flabulous and regale us with his gardening jobs for the week ahead. Three, two, one, go. Well, it's still mild, folks. I mean, it's mild out there, isn't it? So it's an excellent time to plant. So especially uh, trees, shrubs and roses this time of year, get them in the ground as long as it's not too wet and not too cold. It's an excellent time to, to plant and to save yourself some money because you're buying bare root or root bald stock at this particular point in time. You can still buy plants in pots, but they are going to be more expensive for you to actually buy plants that way. So have a look around for bare root stock or root bald stock and get them into the ground. Check all your staked trees, especially the young ones, and make sure that, you know, that stake is good and firm because we will have some breezes to come and you don't want to suffer from wind rock, especially roses uh, that can actually suffer really badly from wind, wind rock where it tears the root system and it can actually kill the plants. Finally, for this section, remove the lower branches of garden trees. It's called crown lifting and basically that will let light in for those plants that stay with us uh, through the winter months. <laughs> We'll have some more jobs for the weekend before the end of the show at some point. Got an yes. awful lot to get in. Um, yes. Got four sheets today, which is exciting. Four. Good but Lord. Listen, before we get on to Kevin Beresford. Yes. 
Can Mrs. Darren hear me? No. No, okay. No. I just want to know. Uh, I'm going to play you something from well before Christmas. Yes. Uh, this is when I asked you what Mrs. Darren was going to get for Christmas. Listen to this. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh dear, that's really funny. What have you um? What have you got, Mrs. Darren? What for Christmas? Is she in? Yeah, she's upstairs. Oh, keep your voice down then. Yeah. What have you got? What have I got? I got a set of saucepans. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm really angry at you. <laughs> I got a, got a battery drill. <laughs> Two-speed hammer drill. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a screwdriver. <laughs> you know, I heard that the other day and I thought, I must, ask, I must ask Darren on the other side of Christmas what Mrs Darren thought about her set of saucepans. She loves them. Oh, does she? <laughs> what was the reaction when she tore the paper off? Well, she tested the quality straight away <laughs> off my head. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, dear. I have to say that I did buy her some uh, canal uh, perfume. Oh, Chanel. <laughs> canal number, what was it? Canal number canal seven. Number five, was it? Canal number something. five. <laughs> oh. Well, because of the COVID uh, in the Rudge household, you had a, a very intimate, you had a very quiet Christmas, didn't you? But did, did yeah. We haven't did been able to see the grandchildren or yeah, anything. Yeah. Uh, we still got their presents, actually, because you haven't been able to, to, to see anybody. Um, I did. You just wanted to, well, I did. Yeah, go on. I did think, though, Darren, the good thing is about having Christmas after Christmas when you and little baby Lenora and all of the Rudges can get together. It's been your money-saving tip for time in memoriam. Yes. Exactly. If you buy <laughs> after the fact, then you look really generous and you haven't spent much. So hopefully you went to the supermarkets this week and got all this of 90% off yes. Christmas food. And um, yes. <laughs> you'll have a really chip Christmas. Fantastic. Fabulous. <laughs> got your presents. <laughs> Darren, listen. I've God, literally a week ago I was sat here saying, Darren, I've got your present here, and it's still here. We're going to have to get together, aren't we? Perhaps have a, a Molly and Darren's Christmas get-together. Well, not if you've still got a line, even if it's a <laughs> <No>. faint one. <laughs> it's very faint, you have to squint. It's, a very, it's, very, it's vague, <laughs> according to Mrs Darren. Vague. Right, should we get um, Kevin on? <laughs> yeah, let's get Kevin All on. Right. Kevin, Ber <laughs> Kevin Beresford, he's a smashing chap. He is an ambassador for the mundane. And that is, you know, his words. So I spoke to the self-titled dullest man in Britain a couple of days ago, and he has done a new calendar for 2024. And this is allotments of Redditch. I've never been into it. I live in a one-bedroom flat in Ashford Bank. On the third floor, so I haven't even got a, a garden box. It's just that uh, I like to take uh, slices of English life uh, and turn it into a calendar format. Uh, and not many people would think of allotments going into a, yeah. a calendar, and that's what I like. Most of my calendars, whatever you say about them, are unique. Yeah, They're always unique. Yeah? And I thought uh, I'd like to look around as I'm walking around the town of, of, of Redditch uh, and looking at different aspects uh, and I passed this allotment, and, and it was in Ashford Bank. Oh. I thought, what a beautiful allotment this is. 
and they've all got their all their, their little sheds, haven't they? And they're, they're quite resourceful. They, they, they're like eco warriors, really, yeah, aren't yeah. they? These people. Yeah. I mean, you have to get you have to ask permission. You can't just walk in a lot of now. Because I mean, tomatoes—they're the class they are veg, they aren't they? Tomatoes. So <laughs> yeah. They get, <laughs> they get a lot of breakings. That, that, that was a bit. Uh, I don't know, That's sad. That's sad to hear. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they, all of them do. All of them. Uh, Get broken into at least twice a week, you know, and there's all security uh, signs up and that's really sad. That's around. like that's like it churches because you always find churches locked now, and that's for the same reason. So a sad state of affairs, really. It is really, and and, and these guys, as I say, they're, they're so resourceful. They're, well, guys and girls. Um, they have like uh, toilets, anything they can hold water, anything porcelain, <laughs> old bathtubs. So they're like wombles, aren't they? They're like wombles, the way oh, they can they just nice. turn in all these items, yeah, and put their plants in them. And another thing I've noticed, it's not just vegetables. There's flowers. Some people just sort of grow flowers and they give away to friends. And there's lots of beehives in allotments. I never knew that, you know. So you've got a different aspects of uh, gardening life and these guys that i mean they're warriors in the eco warriors that's what they yeah. are not just gardeners you know so i love it that you seem to 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 now realize kev gardeners gardening folk are really nice people aren't they really nice like community yeah. spirited yeah, yeah of course of course they are and, and i thought god it's somewhat dull but I'm a dull man, the dullest man in Britain, so I'm like, God, somebody dull. <laughs> well, I, 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 saw, <laughs> I saw earlier that one paper had said, you're losing your touch as Britain's dullest man, Kev, because actually you've produced something really good. Everyone really likes this calendar. <laughs> what can I do? What's your favourite month? Which was your favourite allotment and why? The, the, uh, you're going to sound bi- biased. Uh, it was the Astrid Bank allotment. Yeah, because it's got a, a perfect like approach to it. it was, it's like a park. It's three different exits you, you can approach the, uh, the the allotments, and uh, each one has its own charm as you walk down a country path or through a park like an uh, entrance to it. The yeah, entrance. Yeah. And they just thought, oh, how beautiful. And it's got spectacular views at the moment. It was on a clear day. Perfect. It is a you beautiful, know, so it must be area. quite relaxing for these gardeners, you know, just to sit in their shed, shed and just look across there. Uh, an oasis, isn't it, really? It's an oasis, these well, places are. Yeah, are. And on the back of all this and the week that you spent touring the allotments, getting to know the allotments, seeing the people, realising how good it is, do you reckon, Kev, you might get into gardening? Because we're always here on Happy Garden Podcast. We're always here every week to help if you need to know where to oh, start. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's time, mate. I've just been coming back from Benidorm and what I was taking photos there. Yeah, I was taking photos there for my next calendar. Oh, what of? Benidorm scooters. The scooters of Benidorm. Yeah, they're everywhere, sort of fast. I've, got a, I've already got the December page. It's right. the Father Christmas here, yeah, all tinsel over Excellent. Oh, so that's one for next year. What else are you doing next year? I, I think I'll do the position of the rubbish dumps because it's my be- second son in Calia. Oh, is it? Rubbish dumps? Yeah, can you believe it? Um, I think because people, uh, everyone has to go to the tip eventually, but I bet there's some more than others that love going down to the tip. <laughs> and I think I'll get that for Uncle Bob, that present, <laughs> Robbie Stumps of England. <laughs> so it. I'm definitely going to persist with that. It's another hobby for people, isn't it, going down to the tip? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
it is. I always get the feeling my, my calendars are like wind up gifts for people. That'll show you, you know. But Jack Grealish is still the top seller. I've run out of stock. I'm going to wait back in January the second before I can fulfil some orders. Do you bring that Jack out Grealish every year? <laughs> Do you bring that out every year? Yeah, different calves. They're, they're more, uh, uh, they're less hairy, more well groomish, uh, oh, more dynamic. <laughs> How much are your calendars? How much are your calendars? Twelve pound fifty. Twelve pound fifty. Where, where, where do people get them from? If you've, if you've pricked interest in an allotment of Redditch calendar, where? How do Don't you get them? Dot com, com. That's easy, isn't it? Dolkev. Dot com. Dot com. All one word. What else? Is there anything else to buy on there? Any other merch? Oh, God, yeah, there's all sorts on there. Yeah, all, all sorts. Hang on. Car parks for the UK. I've got a good one that hasn't sold at all well, but I, I really like it. Telephone boxes through the ages. <laughs> and they've evolved. Yeah. And they've evolved, you know. Oh, yeah. And nobody like, seems to like that. Yeah, that's quite interesting. I thought so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crane spotting. Not train spotting, but cranes. Crane spotting. I've just saw it, I've just seen, because I've just logged on to dolkev.com, uh, Redditch Recycling Centre 60-piece jigsaw. <laughs> Oh. That was a fun one, well, not really. It'd be quite <laughs> quick to do a 60 piece jigsaw. It wouldn't take long. Listen, thank you for having a word because you, like Darren and like half the UK at the moment, a bit lurgified. I hope you're feeling better. I am indeed, yeah. yeah, yeah, I do feel better today. Yes, I'm, I'm glad you just caught me without losing my voice. Oh. I completely lost my voice the other day, but oh, oh. it's great to talk, anyhow. Just to underline, Kev, because we've never had you on the phone in before. Even if you, mm-hmm. even if you fancy now, you've now you might have caught the horticultural bug, getting some house plants mm-hmm. or trying the tomatoes this year. Call mm-hmm. us, email us, okay. and we'll uh, we can sort you out on that. I think the house plants might interest me yeah. because my cousin Sally's just just got me some geraniums and oh, cool. I'm not used to. But would you believe when I went on holiday and I came back, I hadn't watered them. They looked better for it. I thought, well, that's a puzzle. I thought they'd be dead by the time I got back. So, oh, because you didn't water them. Interesting. Yeah, because I've been a while. They, they seem to be better. What the geraniums? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they don't oh, really like much that? water. Well, you see, this is what you well, can learn off us. You see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, because I thought, <laughs> oh, I bet they'd be dead when I get back. But that was better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you don't water I them. I don't think they like me. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like me. We will be in touch in 2024. Kevin Beresford, happy New Year to you. Much love from the Happy Garden Podcast. My pleasure. Kevin Beresford, if you want, as you just heard, if you want to hear more about Kev or find out more about Kev, he's such a nice bloke, um, it's dullkev.com. <laughs> he's not dull. <laughs> no, he's not dull. He's not dull, is he? Uh, do you know, I once did a whole series on the Dull Men's Club yeah. and anybody who has, basically, it's people with interests, whether it be telegraph poles, barbed wire, milk bottles. Honestly, I've spoken to the hugest variety of people all over the world. But if you have an interest, if you have a hobby... You are the luckiest person ever. You're not dull. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get on to a question. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the Happy Garden podcast, this is your <laughs> podcast. We will, uh, well, I say we, Darren, will answer your gardening questions. No question too big, no question too small. We'll always try and find the answer for you. Oh, bless you, Darren. So uh, the Happy Garden Excuse Podcast, me. that's okay. The Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com will get you through. The Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. In fact, there's lots of ways for you to get in touch. Get interactive with Molly Lovely show. Professionals. 
Get interactive with Molly and Darren. Follow them on social media. It's a bit like stalking. Just search for the Happy Garden Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. So, Gail has been in touch. Uh, Molly, Darren, I'm concerned about my money plant. It has little white grains on it. Is this bad for it and will it harm it? Well, well, there's nothing at all to worry about this. You could think this is just infested with a with a fungal disease, couldn't you? But actually, this is calcium from the water you're actually um, watering your plant with. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, it's calcium deposits, and they come through the uh, pores in the plant itself. They're called stomata. These are the um, little pores that open and close and let gases out and liquids and things like that, and gases into the plant when plants transpire and they photosynthesize. And that's what you've got there. You've got pr- you're probably in a hard water area, Gail. I would hazard a guess. And this is calcium that's come from the water. What you should be able to do is just wipe it off or wash it off with some water. It's absolutely going to do no damage to your plant at all if you don't it's just calcium deposits from the water that you've actually watered your plant with and it's as simple as that that's great that's what that is and also i think we ought to put a little codicil on every time we mention money plants darren that don't chuck them away if you're sick of your money plants and you've maybe got one that's 10 years old and you're like oh for god's sake just die oh it's not awful i say that don't forget they are worth hundreds and hundreds of pounds. You'd be surprised if you look on eBay, won't you, Darren, how much these things Definitely. Can I was surprised. I've yeah. started to collect them. <laughs> <laughs> you think for 2024. Yeah. Uh, but if you've got one over a foot tall, you will be surprised how much money they fetch. So, uh, yeah. Well worth knowing. I do have another question for you. The Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. Lots come in, actually, post-Christmas, Darren. Molly and Darren loving the podcast, loving the humour. To me, it makes it less scary asking a question. Actually, before I go on, that's lovely. Isn't that lovely to hear? Yeah, that's great. We're not scary. We're not scary. It's got to be, you've got to be, have some fun in your life, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we do, gardening isn't complicated and you can laugh all the way through it. We've got to make this as approachable for people yeah. as possible. And it's as simple as that. Yeah. And we always say, don't we, Darren, any question, any question that pops into your mind, even Monty Don will have thought of that. Even Alan Titchell. At one point in a gardener's career, life, interest, hobby, we all ask the same questions. There's no question. No question is labelled daft. No, no question too small. No question too big, really. Well, but we just we just haven't got the time, <laughs> have we? Well, I don't know. Um, but anyway, let me continue uh, with Caroline's question. So, I'm fairly new to gardening, she says. I dabble, but this year I'd like to be more self-sufficient. I've got lots of questions. In fact, I'm not sure where to start. I know I need to do an awful lot of weeding before I begin, and I'm wanting to build a compost heap. Darren, I've no idea where to start. Is there anything I need to know as regards position of the compost heap, the depth of the heap, the size of the heap? Any advice is welcome. Thank you both. And that is from Caroline. Oh, Caroline, it's a wonderful question. You don't have to have a massive space to compost. So that's the first thing to realise, because you can you can buy what's called a bakashi bin, which is like a little box that you put things into, and uh, it'll break down, and you can have compost that way. It just depends on how much compost you want want to actually use. Now, there's there's coal composting, 
which will take quite a long time to compost down. And then we've got warm composting. And you can have, you know, compost in six weeks if you follow a warm composting method. Now, if you want a compost heap in the garden, again, normally we pop them at the, at the end of the garden, but in a sunny position, if you can do, really, you want an area where you can store materials so you can build your compost heap and an area where you can build your compost heap. And if you've got enough room, have an extra space where you can turn the compost into as well because it's really important that you keep lots and lots of air in that compost. And really, you want things like your greens, you know, your kitchen waste, those sorts of things, cardboard, newspaper, leaves, those sorts of things, and building layers. And then, uh, you know, you can pop your grass clippings on there as well. But always try to build in layers if you can do, rather than just lumping one thing in there at a time because you end up with a big sludgy mess that way if you just lump things in uh, one big block at a time like grass clippings um, that are great activator but use them sparingly if you can do and use them in layers like I said now to warm things up pop a tarpaulin over the top and literally it'll start to cook and that's what you want that will kill any pests and diseases that may be in the compost for you and it will help your compost to cook really 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 quickly and those are just some simple tips really to build a compost heap for you you can make the heap itself out of old pallets if you want to try and raise it off the ground a couple of inches um, so that you get airflow underneath and that will stop rodents as well from trying to make a happy home remember they'll only be there for food anyway so you could actually exclude things like kitchen waste if you didn't think uh, you wanted that there because that might draw some rodents in rats and, and mice and things like that but if you turn it every so often that will oxygenate it and you'll have compost in next to no time but my advice to you would be to get on the internet and have a look at the myriad of composting systems that you can actually use but well done for thinking about organically producing your own compost that you can bring back to your garden Thank you, Caroline, for the question. Yeah. Um, I hope those hundreds of other questions you're going to share with us uh, on further podcasts. Yeah, definitely. We're always here, the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. Dazzler will always endeavour to answer any question you've got. And uh, also, the, the price of compost, Darren, at the moment, I mean, you do well to make your own. Yeah, um, I mean, we've got to be careful here because we use the term compost for growing media, which means potting compost and things like this. Caroline's talking about making her own garden compost are two totally different things. Oh, explain, so, uh, explain. Um, compost that we buy in bags uh, to pot with is specially prepared. That's why it's so expensive. Whereas our own garden compost is something that we, we make ourselves. And the difference is we can't guarantee that there's no pest or disease in our garden right. compost. And we, we wouldn't necessarily use that to actually to pot with. Although some people do, they make their own garden mixes. But you do take a chance that you'll transfer a disease or a pest or something like that. A commercial compost then is what's sterilised? Yes, right. it'll be sterile and it'll be particularly formulated in a particular way. Although sometimes when you open a bag of compost that you've spent your hard-earned cash on, you wonder where that actually uh, that rule actually applies because you think, what on earth is this rubbish that I've actually yeah. got here? I could make better myself. You can make your own card, garden compost and use a, use a product called Kempak and uh, don't get any sponsorship for this at all, folks. But Kempak will, set, will tell you what ingredients you need to bring together. Basically, it's the fertiliser that you've got in the bag and you'll need some, some gravel and some grit and perhaps some perlite and then your own garden compost you can actually mix and make your own fresh 
garden compost and, uh, and use that for potting and things like that. Okay. No, it's fine. I'm just writing down Kempak because I might get in touch with them. Yeah. <laughs> this week. Definitely, yeah. And say. <laughs> Some people call it Shempak, so it's oh, C-H-E-M-P-A-K. Okay, fab. Okay. Yeah, fine. Uh, thank you very much, Caroline, by the way. Yeah, always here, the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, by the way, Darren, I, d- I mean, it's not it's not much money coming in, but you know... <laughs> yes. Yes, you know you and yes. I. What what did you call it? Millionaires. Central. Central. <laughs> We're millionaires. We're millionaires now, folks. <laughs> we were burning the furniture prior to Christmas. You, call, you <laughs> called it central heating. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, putting the sofa in the middle, in the middle of the room. room. Burning it. <laughs> We're getting a tiny weeny bit of money. If you do enjoy the Happy Garden podcast on a weekly basis, we have joined, Darren and I have joined, I haven't heard of this before, but somebody told me to join it, buymeacoffee.com forward slash the Happy Garden podcast. (laughs) So if you do appreciate what Darren and I do, because we don't get any money for this, um, other other than if you want to buy us a coffee, that would be muchly appreciated so we can continue doing this in 2024. I'm just embarrassed to say that though, Darren, but it's... It's just no, a co- it's contribution. It's yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you want to contribute. Not desperate of anything. <laughs> I know. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. Even though it's just a coffee, I do feel a bit desperate asking. But let me say it again. It's uh, buymeacoffee.com forward slash. Mine's a latte. <laughs> the Happy Garden Podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have a GNT, I think, at this point. <laughs> right, let's move on, uh, Darren. Now, we have got Darren's money-saving tips. <laughs> Next, should we lighten the mood? Do you want to do some jokes? Yeah. Floral jokes, you now say. in the happy garden. It's about yeah. time for okay. some Alan Titters. Brace yourself for your gardening jokes of the week from Darren Rudge. Right then, let's be having you. Right, Molly, what's the fiercest type of flower in the garden? Fiercest. Oh. To do with a lion? I, I don't know. A dandelion. Oh, yeah. oh I nearly got it. <laughs> you almost got that. You know, that. that was good. I nearly had you on that one. Good. Number one. Number two. Did you hear the story about the flower who went on a date with another flower? Uh, I didn't, you know. What happened? Apparently it was a budding romance. Oh, that's nice. I like that. Good. Two. Why did the flower decide to try out Tinder? Oh, now, that's over my head. I've no idea. He was just looking for somebody to love. Oh, yeah, that's that's nice. Three. (laughs) I like that. How did the flower get over the fight she had with her sister? Um, no idea. She rose above it. Oh, those are nice. Oh. Oh, these are nice. Yeah, I thought it would be nice to start with some nice ones for well, yeah, the Well, yeah, there's, 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 um, there's, there's a moral behind all of your jokes. Yeah. Where do flowers go when they need a recharge after a long day? Couldn't tell you. The power plant. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> right, and finally... Yeah. What has no fingers but lots of rings? The burner phone? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. A tree! No fingers but lots of rings. A tree! Oh, God. Do it again. What has no fingers but lots of rings? Oh, as in age age rings. Yes. Good. A tree. 
Nutty! That's good. Nutty, really? How is it? <laughs> That's good. Oh, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. <laughs> you let yourself down. You let me oh, down. You no. let the whole school down. No, <laughs> 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 oh, I like it. Thank you very much, Darren. Uh, Dazzler, it's time for adverts that we don't get paid for. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goody! I, I don't know why we laugh. Yay! <laughs> I don't know why we laugh. Uh, listen, there's, uh, I don't know, about 90 seconds of adverts, but uh, we will see you on the other side. <gasps> feel, feel... Oh, are you OK? Sorry. Well, you can have a 90-second 90, <laughs> 90 break. We'll have a, a couple of adverts, which oh, you, dear pod God. listener, can forward through. But um, if you need a break, Darren, comfort a comfort break. Thank you. We'll see you on the other, <laughs> see you on the other Here's side. Here's the adverts. Here's the adverts. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're back, Dazzler. That wasn't too Yay! painful. Yay! Wasn't too painful. They were all right, those adverts, were right, weren't they? It was all right. Not too painful. Right, shall we? We haven't done this for ages <laughs> because prior to Christmas, you and I were doing Molly and Darren's Christmas crackers. I miss the crackers. <sighs> So we haven't done any money-saving <laughs> tips for a while. The crackers, by the way, uh, in the run-up to Christmas, if you haven't listened to the pods before Christmas, it's well worth having a listen back. It's the good thing with podcasting, Darren, because Darren and I have a history in BBC radio, and it's like toilet paper radio, isn't it? Once you've done it, it's gone. But the nice thing with podcasting is it's like a library. You can always go and listen to our back episodes, and I think we're on 18 now, are we, Darren? Yeah, this is podcast 18. 18? What it says at the shop of my sheet, anyway. Is it? The shop of your teeth. Yes. <laughs> Shop of my teeth, yes. <laughs> Good. Um, well, this is. <laughs> oh, dear. Darren, listen. Um, Christmas is still. I don't know what your room looks like because Darren and I aren't together, by the way. I'm sat in Birmingham. Darren's in the black country. Um, you know, for German purposes. <laughs> Uh, Darren, I, I haven't I haven't cleared this office. I mean, I'm looking up. I've got tinsel there. I've got lights there. I've got Christmas trees there. I've got the um, Christmas cracker hats from the Christmas cracker. I want to tell you. What, I'll tell you what else we're going to miss from Molly and Darren's Christmas cracker. The musical interlude that we because oh, without did you like those? oh man without fail I used to forget to go and physically get a cracker which I would pull. Um, and, and Darren and I would sort of do a bit of theatre of the mind and we'd pull a cracker together before we did uh, 
Darren's awful Christmas gift <laughs> ideas. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Get a bowl. <laughs> Get a <laughs> Get a whack a planting. Get a job done. <laughs> Ta da Sprite <Anyway>. insult. <laughs> So before, anyway, when I used to go next door to to go into the living room to get uh, the, <laughs> the basket of crackers, Darren used to sing a carol to you. Oh, yeah. Now we've done that for four or five weeks, so I shall miss that this podcast. Have we set a precedent? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say before Darren's money saving tips, I don't know because I think the last one, which was a, a New Year's Eve flavour, you did Boney M. Mary's was it Mary's <laughs> boyfriend? I don't know. I've got no idea. Last week, Stop I think them. you did Mary's boy child last week. <laughs> anyway, are we literally? I'm going to put this to you. Are we squashing that, or do you want to do one? <laughs> Choice is yours. No, not today. Not today. I've got anything. Okay. I've got anything. Are you dry? Is the today? tank dry? Okay. Yeah. All right. My, my voice isn't That's up to fine. it. That's fine. Do you want? Shall we press on with your money? <laughs> Dodged a bullet there. Do you want to press on with your money saving them? <laughs> yeah. All right, no offence. You're going to love this Live one. on okay. the Happy Garden Podcast. <laughs> it's time for Darren's Money Saving Tips. Please. We'll be the judge of that, Rudge. We'll be the Rudge judge. <laughs> Go on, then. Well, now you've got your point set here through Christmas, the challenge is to get it to next year. <laughs> That's the money saving tip, folks, is how to look after your point set here to get it through to uh, flowering for next Christmas so you don't have to buy one. After Christmas, start feeding your poinsettia with a high potash feed. Now, a high potash feed could just be something as simple as your tomato food. So if you've got tomato food, you can feed your poinsettia with a high potash or high potassium feed, such as your tomato food. Get it to around about April, folks. Prune your poinsettia back to around about 10 centimetres, 4 inches. And keep it then for the rest of the year at a temperature of around about 13 degrees Celsius. In early May, then repot your poinsettia into a slightly larger pot with fresh peat-free compost. Loam-based compost is good as well, so John in his number two. And then keep it in a draft-free spot out of direct sunlight, ensuring the temperature doesn't exceed 18 degrees Celsius. Then finally, get them to the end of October and they'll start to develop those wonderful bracts and be in flower for you at Christmas time once again. And that's how to look after your poinsettia. Lovely. I've got to admit, and you might be ashamed of me, I did. Um, I have got a plastic one this year, only because of the cats. And I know, but they are highly plastic. poisonous to uh, to cats and dogs. So I did because I wanted the festive look. All right, Darren. Have you got a real? Plastic. Don't lie. Have you got a real one? Don't lie. What point set is? Mm. Don't no. lie. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we haven't got one now. No. <laughs> However, I think, uh, go on. A little bit of a waste of money for me. <laughs> <laughs> We're nothing if not honest on the Happy Garden podcast. Well, I worry because I have some so... people love them, don't they? They do. Part of the tradition, of course. At Christmas, they're beautiful. They are hazardous to cats and dogs, of which I have many, so it's difficult in our household. And I did just hear was that bear sneezing in the background? Was that no, bear? it's Molly. Molly. Molly's our older, older dog. Older. Molly's fifteen. <gasps> That's a great. She's age. fifteen. We took her to the vets over Christmas, and uh, the vet could not believe she was fifteen, oh. but she is. She's 15. And actually, um, he gave us some tablets because mm. we were having problems with her getting up and down because of her arthritis. And these tablets have just made her a new dog. Really? Totally what, and utterly. What are they? Yeah. Do you know? Just anti-inflammatories. Are that's they? all. In two days, change dog. 
You're joking. Literally. In 48 hours? Yeah, yeah. Veterinary drugs are amazing. My two 19-year-old arthritic cats, one of them has um, a drug called Silencia. I'm not a vet, I'm not advocating this, I'm just saying it works for us. And literally, as soon as she had that injection, she, which she has once a month, uh, incredible. Oh, I'll tell you what I was talking about this morning, Darren. We are completely uh, digressing here. This has nothing to do with poinsettias whatsoever. <laughs> um, have you ever tried a magnetic collar on any of your animals? No, no, oh, not at all, no. Do you, well, do you know I found phenomenal results. Meg, one of our dogs who has arthritis, my goodness, she's been at the vet so many times for her limps over the years. Second I put a magnetic collar on, well, she hasn't limped since. All right. Yeah. I'll have to try one. Try Molly. Try one with Molly. But yeah. It's worth it, I tell you. They're 20, 30 quid. They're not cheap. But um, the good thing is with trying them on animals, it obviously cannot be a placebo. They don't know they've got it on. And um, yeah, well, mm-hmm. worth trying. It's a good tip. Thanks, how did, Molly. How did we get, how did we get from poinsettias? No idea. We're nothing if not diverse on that. You asked we? which dog sneezed. Oh, yes. Well, I wasn't sure if it was Mrs. Rudge. Is she still um, in? <laughs> well, I don't know what's going on your end, do I? She's upstairs. Is she? Have you sent yeah. her up? Yeah. It's hard to get out of the way. Well, lock her in the basement no, normally. Darren. <laughs> She's in the background then. Was that her? <laughs> yes. Do you know, that will make me laugh all year, you with your, I've got her a set of saucepans. (laughs) She loves them. What are you eating today? Don't know, I haven't seen the menu yet. I've not seen the menu yet. It's not being produced. Well, do you know, I'm so lucky in my end, Mr Green, and he did it yesterday because uh, generally food is better the day after, especially if you're cooking from scratch. He has done, and it's all vegan, but it's um, spaghetti meatballs. It's like a meatball sauce, I know. It's your house. I thought of you, though, because we went to, I think it was Tesco's, on New Year's Eve. And because they're not open on New Year's Day, they wanted all the fresh food out of the way. Everything was 10 or 20p. So these, uh, I think they were wicked meatballs or something. The four quid, uh, 12p. Hello. Wow. Wow. Mm. Having a chep dinner tonight. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Mrs. Rudge. That's a bear. Oh, was that? (laughs) I wonder if other garden... What do you want? What? What? Say hello, Molly. Say hello, Molly. Hi, Molly. Hello, Molly. Two Mollies. (laughs) It's bear. Oh, that's bear, sorry. Yeah, that's a bear. What does bear need? I don't know. Did you not hear him? He says, I don't know. Well, normally when bear goes, it's um, the scrap man. (laughs) Or the ice cream van. Have you got any vans outside? (laughs) No, not at the moment. (laughs) And in the street, you know, he hails at ambulances and police vehicles and things like that. So it's quite funny because if a police vehicle comes screaming past, he's he's like this howling banshee. Well, that's a good alert system though, isn't it? Yeah. Does he need a was? Um, I think he wants to go out. Do you want to go and... i better go and let him out. Go on, because I need a wee as well. I'm, I'm, I, I, I fail for him. You okay. go and do him, I'll do me, and I'll see you. I'll see you. There's no one to sing, but... Um, <laughs> be a little bit of dead no, air. No, actually. No. We'll see you in a minute. Gold finger. <laughs> oh, does, um, does she sing when you sing? Oh, go on, do no. gold finger again. That was funny. Gold finger. No, it's no, no go on, just needs a wee. Go on, then. We'll, we'll all have a toilet break. I'll see you in a minute. See you in a minute. All right. In a minute. <laughs> God. What's the matter, 
God is called that Goldfinger. Are you back? Not back yet, look. It's back. Love changes yeah. everything. Are you singing? Did you get so. back before me? <laughs> Did you get back before me and start yeah. doing Michael Ball? Did you? <laughs> I was just thinking on the loo there, that very, very quickly. I was just thinking that I bet, um, I bet podcasts who talk about yeah, you know, windsurfing or you know the UK charts, I bet they don't have to have a toilet break. <laughs> <laughs> We're nothing but honest, are we? <laughs> me. Oh, Darren, how did we get this old? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, is the dog okay? He's okay. He's outside now. Oh, it's pouring down God, the rain. I was going to say, don't leave him out in this. There's a weather warning. Go and get him back in. I can't get him back in then. Go on then. Oh, crumbs. <laughs> Go on. Now that means I've got to sing. What shall I sing? You can hear the rain against the window. Can you hear the rain? Sounds like an abusive dog owner, doesn't he? But he's not, he's not. That's a good boy. That's a good boy. It's a bit wet out there, isn't it? You're back. back. Darren, we can hear the rain pelting on your window. Yeah. It's horrible. You're further west than me. It must be on the way here. Wow. That sounded oh, biblical. It is. It's quite horrible. Yeah. Gosh. Oh, it is vile, isn't it? As we did say a little bit earlier on, obviously it depends when you're listening to uh, the Happy Garden podcast, but we are due some frosty weather, which will be lovely because we'll have, <sighs> yeah, frosty nights, which will freeze this blooming mud. But that does mean clear nights, which will obviously will mean clear days and a bit of blue sky, which I think we could all do with, couldn't we, after this mud and greyness? Well, it is winter. <laughs> True, but I do like the cold, crisp, frosty blue sky days, the chocolate box pretty days. Good for your mental health, I think. And good for gardening because the mud at the moment, I mean, Darren, I, I know you're a gardener, but even you must think, oh, on days like today. I do. Yeah, of course you do. Of course you do. Which is why you're in with your slippers on. We could hear you coming back, you know, in your moccasins. <laughs> there was something. I love in, moccasins. There was well, do you know there was something, something in the paper. Something evocative about them. There is evocative about a moccasin. <laughs> there was something in the papers today because um, I uh, I was at work um, this morning earlier on, so I've had a look at all the papers. There was some sort of survey from somewhere saying that it was something like seventy five percent of us now live in pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't interview me, but I can definitely concur. The second I get in, I stick my gym jams and uh, moccasins on, do you? Yeah, well, uh, I am quite got gym jams. I've got these lounge pants. Are you in your... Um... So, no, I'm not at the moment, oh. actually. But actually, this year, you know, I, I, with my birthday money, because it was my birthday as well. <gasps> did you get birthday money in a little brown envelope? Me, oh, I did, yeah. Oh. Got it, yeah. Treated myself to a proper bathrobe. I love a bathrobe. What, a dressing know, gown? A dressing gown, Well, you yeah. haven't got one before. Well, I sort of. Well, you just used Mrs. Darren's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, it didn't quite fit. Let us know about your new one, then. What have you got? What do you oh, have around it's, it's, in? It's got, like, it's got like a waffly texture on nice. it. Nice. And then it's, it's really velvety. What colour? Um, inside. It's blue. Oh, nice. And then it's got like a brown interior. And it's lovely. Brown interior. 
wonderful. Has it got warm. pockets for things? It's got pockets. Oh yeah, yeah you need pockets. <laughs> and a belt. Oh cool. And how <laughs> and long is it? Is it knee length or long? Oh no, it's ankle length. Oh nice. And it has to be all the way down. Nice. It's gorgeous. It's lovely. Send us um, a selfie next time you're in it. I will do. I'll send you a selfie in my new yeah, do. dressing gown. And then I'll put it on the Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> buy us a coffee, would you? Look at the lengths we stoop to. Yeah. <laughs> you buy Let us know what you would <laughs> like <laughs> us to be pictured in. Oh, no, we're going back to Touch and Go. <laughs> do you remember Touch and Go from one of the November yeah, podcasts? Touch and Go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're selling ourselves. Try and get some money. How degrading, Darren. How much would you pay to see Darren in his, in his new dressing gown? We'll have levels. <laughs> Alan Titchmarsh would be turning in his grave if he was dead, wouldn't he? He would, yeah. This is not what horticulture is, is generally about. <laughs> Don't forget, you can see Darren Rudge at the BBC Good Food Show and Gardeners World Live in June. In my bathroom. In my bathroom. <laughs> uh, right. I could make it a thing, couldn't I? What? You know, like that singer that wears the balaclava. What's well, that... his name? Oh, um... <laughs> The, no, the big hat, you mean? Jamiroquai? Yeah. No, he doesn't no. wear a balaclava. No, the, the, uh, no there's, a, there's a singer that wears a balaclava. No, there isn't. isn't there? Yeah, there's Rag and Bone Man. He doesn't wear a balaclava. What is it then? He'd be arrested. Hang on. <laughs> As you know, I always have my what iPad by me. Rag and Bone Man. Singer <laughs> with balaclava. Oh, I put baclava. No, that's an Arabian sweet. Hang on. Balaclava. You mean Gregory Porter? <laughs> Do you mean Gregory Greg- Porter? That's who I mean. So <laughs> you're not Rag and Bowen, man. <laughs> oh, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, no. <laughs> that's why I'm a gardener. <laughs> that's why you're a gardener. Oh, dear. <laughs> I am totally lost as to where we are on the Happy Garden <laughs> podcast. I've lost my place on the sheet. <laughs> oh, we out now. Look, we haven't. Have, um, we done your, have we done your money saving tips already? Yeah. <laughs> what was that then? Poinsettias. Oh yes. Now we've done. Hang on, let me scribble. <laughs> Darren, honestly, for goodness' sakes, what on earth? This is descending into some sort of horticultural. He's got a valley clover on though, hasn't it? <laughs> It's garden related. <laughs> someone, do you know, someone bought me a balaclava for Christmas, which I thought was odd, but I didn't question it. <laughs> let's uh, let's get onto something uh, horticulturally <laughs> serious. Now, I do want to share with you the National Trust. Darren has done. Uh, it's very, very interesting, actually. It's the winners and the losers, a weather and wildlife review, a snapshot of 2023. I don't know if you've seen this in the news over the last couple of weeks. No, go on. Uh, a lot of people have been <laughs> have been doing a, a sort of a look back at uh, 2023 and how sort of things have fared. Now, National Trust, as I say, weather and wildlife, a dry winter the warmest June on record, a wet and mild autumn plus back-to-back storms have confused wildlife and people alike. Actually, before I continue, Darren, uh, you and I, specifically you, have had lots of questions, actually, on the latter end of, of 2023 about unseasonal changes happening, whether it be things, bulbs appearing or, or buds appearing or 
flowers that shouldn't be still flowering? For the last few years, you've got these sort of questions, haven't you? Well, yeah. I mean, climate change is affecting us now and we just can't change it. I mean, we can do things to try and help uh, with climate change, mm. but uh, there are lots and lots of things that that happen to us now that didn't happen 30, 40, 50 years ago. Yeah, um, so, so we just have to take that on board and work with it. It's those sorts of things. Magnolia's starting to flower. Mm. Camellia's in flower. Winterbourne Gardens, which is where I teach in Birmingham, basically we've got camellias starting to bud through and push out flowers. You know, normally they wouldn't be in flower until spring, uh, March, April time, but there they are. It's because of the temperature changes yeah. and temperature fluctuations and climatic conditions that we're actually going through now because of climate change. Well, I left the house this morning at... um, I was very, very lucky enough to be covering the breakfast show at BBC WM today, and so I left at perhaps 4am, and it was 10 degrees, Darren, 10 degrees, uh, which is phenomenal. And I must say as well, we had an Indian the other night, and I was doing the little salad bowl. And do you know, Darren, and firstly, you'll kill me because I haven't cleared away the tomatoes from last year. But secondly, you might be proud in the fact that I went to the greenhouse and picked tomatoes in mm. January for tea. Yeah, Yes, I should have got rid of my tomato plants. But some of them were still in the green, and they are now in the red. So come January, and also below the plants from last year, which do still have fruits on, are the new ones already coming through? My husband's already sowed some seeds, so we do have tiny sort of coleoptiles and two-inch little tomato plants for next year coming. But I'm still picking tomatoes from last year. That's crazy. As you said, 30 years ago, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, we used to talk about extending the season and that means at the start of the season, but also at the end of the season, you know, using things like cloches and things like that or heating and stuff like that. But we don't have to do that anymore. No, because you can still have your tomatoes in December and you can grow those at home. Not a problem. And quite often get what sort of of crops can we grow in the winter? Well, you can grow whatever you like, folks, because we now have the temperatures that enable us uh, to actually do that we don't have these closed seasons anymore mm. or seasons that used to that, that sort of come and go it is very very blurred and 10 degrees in december into january it's very very warm it's crazy isn't it I, I wonder if there will become a point darren maybe maybe not in our lifetimes but you know, i don't know maybe it will be where they will have to sort of reclassify a season because what we know as seasons as you say, blurred is a very, very good word. It's it's not it's not defined anymore. And I do know that 2023 anticipated to be the warmest year on record. Pod people, when you're listening to this, maybe you will have had that confirmed. But 2024 already forecast to be even warmer. And mm-hmm. the National Trust are sounding the alarm for UK wildlife. And we know from all the, the questions and comments that you send in to the Happy Garden podcast. An awful lot of you do care about wildlife. It's one of our passions. So the review shows the loss of predictable weather patterns and traditional season shifts, which are causing chaos for nature. But we will start, Darren, with some positive news. 2023 has been brilliant for chuffs. And after a record year for Cornish chuffs in 2022, numbers of the small, black-beaked coastal birds have increased another 60% for 2023. So there are, well, I say good news, but there's 39 breeding pairs, raising approximately 112 chicks. They've been spotted across the land that the National Trust care on in 2023. Oh, do you know what, Darren? Even saying that, great news, but then 39 breeding pairs. That's a that's a pretty shocking... The fact that we're even talking in yeah. dozens is pretty yeah. sobering, isn't it? 
Yeah. Um, beavers have done really, really well. And it, but sadly, again, as I as I read this paragraph from the the National Trust. We're not even in double figures. They're saying that uh, beaver families, and specifically across the Holnicote estate, which is where the National Trust are monitoring them in Somerset, there's a fourth sibling joined the family at the paddocks. Also, two kits born at the second beaver enclosure at Whitemans. The beaver helps us maintain high water levels that keep the woodland lush and able to support a richer ecosystem. And we know they've only just been reintroduced but to be talking in single figures, let's hope, Dazzler, in what, the next year or two, you know, numbers yeah. are really bumped up. Yeah. And, you know, just keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. And let's hope that that, that we can still uh, progress with these yeah. species that are, let's be honest, endangered. Yeah. Sadly, the list is growing. Uh, and just a couple more of wildlife winners in 2023. Fungi, and you and I did a whole show, didn't we, on, um, who was it who joined us? Fergus. Fergus, Fergus the forager. Yeah. Fergus the forager. Yeah. <coughs> amazing, what you, amazing what you can do with a mushroom. Are you okay, by the way? Yeah, I'm fine. I haven't I'm, checked I'm, I'm in okay. on you. I'm, for... I'm bearing up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've just realised I haven't checked in on you for a good 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I just thought you didn't care. I do care. <laughs> as long as you're okay. I'm fine. The black oil beetle and also natterjack toads have done well this year. Love Natterjack. Natterjack. That because that reminds us all of Thomas Schaffernacker. That's <laughs> it, Thomas Schaffernacker. Yes. <laughs> I'd like to have married Thomas Schaffernacker. Wouldn't it be ace to be <laughs> called Schaffernacker? Mrs. Schaffner. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but it is. Especially if you call Shirley. Shirley Schaffernacker. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> He's had it all his life. <laughs> oh, that was like the worm man, Dr. Kevin Butt. <laughs> so many memories from 2023. Have a listen to it. We, we should have done a roundup for our, uh, you know, our New Year podcast. My husband we? said that. Why didn't you do a, a best of? Because our library, oh my God, did we laugh. If you want to go back and listen to our library, that's the good thing about podcasts. It is like a library. You can go back and listen to any episode. Oh, we've had some laughs, haven't, haven't we? we? Yeah. At Kevin Butt's expense. I was going to say, it's other people's expense. <laughs> He was the leading worm expert. I loved him. We'll have to have him on again this year. Anyway, so um, we've done beavers, natterjack toads, <laughs> fungi, beavers and butts, and chuffs. <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't have planned it, could you? Beavers, butts, and chuffs. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so that's some of the uh, winners. (laughs) But on a serious note, um, some of the wildlife losers in 2023, and again, this is uh, according to the National Trust, (laughs) seabirds. Now, in all seriousness, and I know this because, oh my God, Darren, last year, you know I keep fowl, geese and, uh, and chickens. Yeah. They had to be locked in for longer than ever this year because of bird flu, which returned with a vengeance in 2023. Bird flu returned to the Farn Isles this year, providing fatal 
uh, for a range of seabirds. Quick action was taken to collect dead birds to try and stop the spread. Seabirds haven't fared well last year. And uh, Moses and liverworts as well. Apparently the consequences of last year's drought showed in the health of uh, many Moses and liverworts in the temperature or should I say the temperate rainforests of uh, Lydia Gorge, which is on the edge of Dartmouth in Devon, which, again, the National Trust do uh, sort of monitor. And red deer as well, Darren, they're on the list, red deer. So those are the three losers that the National Trust have highlighted in 2023. Climate change, what can we do? Um, you we know, can try and do our bit, can't we? We do our bit, yeah. and that's all we need to do. Yeah. Change the ways, and we are. I mean, there's some wonderful, novel and innovative ideas out there to garden better for wildlife and for biodiversity. You might think, well, what can I do in my little patch that will affect everywhere else? But you can do an awful, awful lot if you think about it. Just have a little little wild area, a little bit of water, you know, let the hedgehogs come in, all those sorts Mm. of things. And you're doing a massive grand turn for wildlife and for your own garden. Like Tesco's uh, catchphrase, isn't it? Every little helps. If we all said, you know, I can't make a difference, a difference won't be made. If we all say I can make a difference, that cumulatively will be absolutely amazing. So, yeah, definitely something to take into 2024. Shall we? We're near the end, sort of, Darren. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. Shall we do another question? Yes. So the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Darren is always on hand for anything that you uh, that you need sorting, answering, any question at all. It's the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. Molly, Darren, I've got a question on sowing seeds. I'd like to get ahead this year with my tomatoes and my cucumbers as they seem to fruit so late last year. I don't have a greenhouse, so I wondered if I could sow indoors this this month or is that too early oh this is interesting i heard molly talking about compost flies in the house and wanted to ask if this might be a problem for me growing indoors and that is from mark in manchester and he says p.s i found you through my cousin who lives in bourneville so oh. welcome to the family mark yeah welcome mark and it's a great question and yes of course you can grow indoors if you've got a sunny windowsill Really, you want to leave it until sort of mid-February if you can do, because the problem of sowing too early is you've obviously got a mature plant to deal with too early. This is why we try to time it if we can do. Now, if you're going to grow tomatoes inside anyway, then um, really mid-February is about the time to actually sow your tomatoes and cucumbers. But remember, the problem with growing tomatoes and cucumbers is they need two different environmental conditions so this is where people make the mistake if they've got their own glass house they put tomatoes and cucumbers in the same glass house because cucumbers like it to be quite humid whereas tomatoes don't so um, in other words they're like water in the air and that's quite often why your cucumbers will collapse folks because it's not humid enough so that answers that question for everybody well why do my cucumbers collapse they annoy me yeah they just faint they faint like a Fainty thing. Yeah, exactly. But if you're going to grow them outdoors, Mark, your tomatoes are fainty thing. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't think of the horticultural technical term. (laughs) But they do because it's not humid enough. Yeah. Because you're trying to deal with your tomatoes that don't like particularly water in the air, but your cucumbers do. So uh, just think about that. Think on on that one. If you're growing your tomatoes outdoors, Mark, then you do need to leave them 
till late, at least May time, April, May time, before you actually sow them, so that then you've got a plant that you can actually plant outside rather than in, in a glass house. So it depends on what you want to do with them. You'll get an earlier crop if you're uh, going to sow for indoors because obviously they'll fruit earlier. You'll get a longer-term crop for outdoor tomatoes, so bush and espalier, those sort of things outside. But just have a think. Is it for indoor use that you want them? You can leave them inside if you want them. You can grow tomatoes indoors on a sunny windowsill, particularly if you choose a, a dwarfing cultivar. You can leave them on the windowsill and just pick them off the windowsill. There's no problem with you doing that. With regards to compost flies, there's a potential, isn't there? If there's compost there, you might have compost flies that come and invade your kitchen or wherever you've got them. But certainly, you don't need a glasshouse to grow them. But think about how you're going to actually grow them to a fruiting stage. And if that's indoors, if you've got a nice sunny windowsill, choose, choose a dwarfing crop and keep them inside. I know a gentleman that grows all of his vegetables in a flat. He's not even even got a balcony. No, he grows everything inside. He has carrots, lettuce, potatoes in bags and tomatoes on his windowsill. Wonderful. Just, Just think outside the box. That's all you need to do. Get away from traditional systems. There you go. Absolutely. Hopefully you know we're an approachable podcast by now. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully you realise that, uh, yeah, we will help anyone and everybody. The Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com is where you get in touch. Or the Facebook, of course, we're on the Happy Garden Podcast at Facebook and you can get in touch and uh, we'll get Dazzler to answer the question. We podcast and we upload every single week. You're listening to the Happy Garden with Molly Green and Darren Roach. What a load of old manure. Darren, I've got two more emails, jobs of the week ahead, and then we can let you go. Yeah. Yay! Oh, that's a shame. Why? <laughs> Why are you enjoying this? <laughs> well, right. I suppose, actually, you being COVIDified, you and Mrs. Darren and everybody have been kind of quarantined for the last week or so. So I guess it's quite nice, is it, speaking to us all on the pod? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's got quite boring. <laughs> what the pod or being uh, being quarantified? Being quarantified. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, if you're only a faint line today, yeah. then hopefully tomorrow no, and the next no day. No line tomorrow. When will you have your big family Christmas then? As soon as soon as there's no line. Yeah, as soon as there's no COVID, yeah. we will get together. I would I would gather. Are your decks just, uh, still up? Yeah, we've still got decorations up. Well, of course you're going to have to keep them up until the line's gone, and you can have your Christmas, and then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. There'll be a lot of people in your position, I'd imagine, this year who have had to sort of postpone Twelfth Night and because of uh, an awful lot of people are ill, not just for COVID, but, oh, my goodness, I don't know whether I'm making this up, but it does seem to be worse this year for coughs, colds, sneezes, as well as COVID. Everyone seems to be ill at the moment. Well, I do know two other people that are in in my position, yeah, Yeah. that have had to sort of cancel Christmas, if you like. Yeah. yeah, but the good There's news a lot is of it's about the good news is, as I said, if you go to the supermarkets now, they are just getting rid of Christmas at uh, Kaching, quite a price. You're going to get a great Christmas <laughs> present this year. Great deal. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's get on to the last couple of emails that we had at the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. Firstly, this is just um, a bit of advice, which is just lovely. A lovely lady called Geraldine. Hi, Geraldine. Sent an email with an attachment on how to eat your Christmas tree. I think you and I have probably done interviews in years gone by on how to eat 
your Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is just amazing. I can't remember the lady. There is a, there's a specific lady who, who does do the rounds on this, how to eat your Christmas tree. I'm fairly certain she's even got a book out on it. But Geraldine has sent us a few sort of pointers about the fact that you can use your needles as you would any herb, whether it be rosemary or bay, you can crush them for flavour. You can, well, uh, Darren, I know you've done this in Darren's larder before. You can use them as any sort of herb if you want to roast some fish on a platter of pine needles, if you want to char them and then use them for tea. There's a, a multitude of, of ways. And I think, I think I'm right in saying they're full of vitamin C as well, pine needles. Yeah, and we look at ancient civilizations. They didn't really know they were a Christmas tree. Yeah. Ancient civilizations from the past have used trees for all sorts of things. You, you can make a pine stew. And you do have to be careful because of the resins. So you have to stew in a particular way so that the resin is extracted because that's poisonous. But yeah, but actually, American Indians make a really lovely pine stew. Blue spruce ice cream takes the needles themselves. You crush them and you, you work them into a powder to almost dust. And then you can make a wonderful, wonderful ice cream from, from blue spruce. And pine tea, as you just mentioned, yeah. He's literally put some pine needles in a cup, pour in boiling water, effectively uh, let it steep for a few minutes and you've got a cup full of vitamin C, um, yeah. which helps you with COVID, by the way. <laughs> Wish you'd done that three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and also, well, the, the thing that Geraldine has sent me, roast your potatoes on a bed of fresh pine, add mm. pine to your bread, barbecue with pine. Possibilities are endless. Yeah, and these are not new things, are they, Molly? No. These have come down to us from, as I said, the generations. Yeah. It's just that we're a bit frightened almost to try these things. Nesh. Yeah, because it hasn't come off a supermarket shelf. Because it's not prepackaged, just so right. And there isn't a sell-by date on yeah, it. Yeah, smell-by. You know. Smell-by yeah, date. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Geraldine, thank you ever so much for uh, for pointing us in that direction. Appreciate your, uh, your email. And the final one, Darren, and this is... Who's this from? Anne. Lovely Anne in Mosley. Molly Darren, May 2024, make all your dreams come true. Oh, isn't that lovely? Oh, oh. thank you. I've acquired a delightful cat... Late last summer. Have I sent you this picture, by the way, Darren? You have, yeah. I have, good. This is wonderful. I planted some rather skinny, fragile leeks in one of my metre-square raised veg beds. When I eventually let her play in the garden, she decided that this would be her toilet. Oh, gosh, we've heard this. We've heard this many a time over the years. Darren, can I plant runner beans straight into it next May or June, or should, <laughs> should I be extracting the poo first? And this is a lovely question, isn't it? <laughs> Edifying. <laughs> I would just dig it over and, and plant, simple as. I can't see how you can extract the poo first. It, it just And anyway, that poo, you know, potentially, it's not going to harbour anything, I wouldn't think. So I would just dig it through, you know, turn it over, and then just plant your beans. And I think you'll be totally and utterly fine with that. Do you know, Darren, I was like, I was actually lying in bed last night contemplating this question. I actually was because this came in yesterday. And I, I did say to myself, I must ask you, is any dung good? Are there any feces of any animals that you wouldn't that you would say do not put on on veg beds? Well, generally, what you would say, Molly, is that most poo is good. Right. It just depends on what it's made up of. So uh, that's the thing to consider. So, you know, I, in the past, I've um, basically told people to use wombat poo, which is uh, which is square, Squared, by the way. Squared, yes. Yeah, square. But their stomach is so 
good at sort of packing in nutrients. It's absolutely ram full of nutrients. So any poo is really good. Some is really strong. So chicken poo, as you all know about, really needs to be mixed with something such as straw or um, sawdust and then left for a little while just to steep a little while. Then you can use it. No problem at all. And horse manure and things like that, again, wonderful stuff, but you need to let it sit for a little while. So the, the thing that I would say is any poo is potentially good just let it sit for a little while obviously human waste is a little bit on the dodgy side and any sort of animal that can transfer disease to humans again things like pigs things like that when they were doing tests and trials on alternatives for peat peat substitutes they went through a whole raft of things just be careful if you've got transferable diseases from things like pigs because you can jump to humans that's that's the time to sort of ring a warning bell really for me and human waste yeah you can use it and we do use composting toilets don't we and you know Mm. you can spread that but you've just got to be careful haven't you but um you know Anything is not off the board, let's put it like that. That's what I would say. And certainly elephant dung, it's good stuff if you can get your hands on it. Oh, can, really can you buy that from a zoo? Yeah, you can buy You can buy elephant dung, you can buy lion poo, although lion poo has been restricted now. But, you know, we used to recommend that for keeping cats off your garden, yeah. hadn't we? And there are restrictions on actually buying from zoos now because of disease. But get yourself out there, try it. My friend the Compost King has all sorts of poo. Uh, Mick Poutney, have a look at his website. He's got all sorts going on. We must get him on, Darren. Yeah, rabbit. Well, he'll definitely come on and chat to us. Um, I'll give you his phone number. Yeah, he's a wonderful guy. Totally and utterly black country. Okay, great. And I I will say this on the podcast, but I'd never get away with it on the BBC. His strap line is the only man to really talk shit. (laughs) Um, because that's what he does well firstly I must say Anne well done because I don't know if this is a feral cat that you took on but for you for taking on a cat that uh, that needed a home and secondly Darren I must put a little codicil in here that we do use chicken dung an awful lot across our house because as you know we have an awful lot of chickens but on the front bed I know that my husband put a couple of wheelbarrows of fresh Chicken dung from the poopits, as we call them, on the front bed. And this year, I have to say, on a negative aspect, the bed was full of nettles. I mean, there was more nettles than plants this year, and it was upsetting. And as you say, you do need to sort of let the dung rest. Yeah, it's a it's a really important part of this, really. And again, when you're mixing materials in, you can mix in weed seeds and yeah. things like that. So it's got to be as clean, if, as clean as possible yeah. if you can do. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to transfer the problem. Really interesting question, though, Anne. Thank you ever so much for, for, for getting in touch. The Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. Dazzler, I think we're nearly done. Is your, well, you've held up. Which yeah. <laughs> you've held up, Darren. Your throat's there, held yeah. up. Yeah. Are you okay? Just got there. Even had a little pinch of Michael Ball halfway I, through well, the podcast. I haven't heard that yet because, as always, I'll hear that in post production. There's a bit of Shirley Bassey in there. Oh as well. my god, you did two. I did two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I look forward to that. Well, listen, we've only got some jobs for the week ahead, and then I shall. Um, I'll let you go ski. Okay. Okay. All right, then, Jobs of the Week Ahead. Now, I think today when Darren and I are podcasting is hopefully the last of the filthy weather. We've got weather warnings out for wind and for rain, but I think we've got some cold, crisp and beautiful days to come. So... Now in the happy garden... Oh, I say, sweetie, this is my favourite bit. Time for Darren to be absolutely flabulous and regale us with his gardening jobs for the week ahead. Well, yes... 
few lungfuls of cold crisp air. What should we be getting on with our dazzler? So outdoors then, herbaceous perennials, these are the plants that give us our fireworks in the garden, can be lifted, they can be divided and then replanted. Remember, disregard the scent to put that on your compost heap because that's the old section that you don't really want. And then all the outside bits are the younger shoots. Plant them up. If you haven't got room for them, give them away to your friends and your neighbours and your relatives. Check on stored dahlias and gladioli that they haven't dried out or have been attacked by green flies or even slugs. Remember, above 5 degrees Celsius, folks, slugs are on the active. So uh, they might be nibbling on your dahlias and your gladioli. Your lawns can still be mowed, folks, so get out there. As long as it's not too soggy or wet, give them a good mow. And this will give them a good tidy up for March. Remember, you can still aerate, you can still scarify and edge up those beds. If the ground is not too wet as well, don't forget you can plant all your fruit trees and bushes and give them a little bit of a prune. And if you're not already done so, prune those roses, folks, you naughty people. <laughs> Do you know, I knew... How did I know you'd tell us off at some point? Well, you are naughty people. Why? We tell you earlier on in podcasts when to do things yeah. and some people just don't. No. I'm sure there's naughty, some, naughty I'm people. sure there's some bulbs in a brown paper bag somewhere lying around. It. I'm sure there is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. But oh, I had a thoroughly lovely time listening to that sweetie darling. I know that I'll be having a crack at some of those jobs this week. Take care everyone, and I'll see you next week for more absolutely rudgelicious gardening jobs for the week ahead. You're listening to the Happy Garden podcast with Molly Green and Darren Rudge. Is that it? Yes. Can I go home now? I interrupted Joanna numbly there. Yeah. Yeah. It's good that she did that for us. (laughs) A lovely lady. (laughs) We did meet her down at Chelsea, didn't we, a few fair few years back? Yeah. Yeah. She did all that for us. Do you think we'll be going to (laughs) to Chelsea this year? Of course. Do you think? Of course. Yeah. We'll get in somewhere. We'll get in. You crouch down, I'll get on your shoulders. Chelsea is fascinating and Darren and I do go every year and we do always get kicked out, don't we? Ordinarily, of course, sadly, it used to be because the Queen would arrive at three o'clock. But now, of course, yeah, I wonder if the King will will carry on that tradition and and turn up at Chelsea at 3pm to peruse the gardens. I would think so. I hope so. And, of course, 2024, we're really excited, aren't we, Darren, about the year ahead because we started this podcast in what... The autumn, the the winter of 2023, but um, exciting times ahead for 2024. You, of course, are Rudge the Judge at uh, several gardening shows UK-wide. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we'll bring you some really exciting things in, uh, in the year ahead. Yeah, so don't forget, you can um, hear my interview with Bob Sweet and Lucy Tremlett yeah. uh, from BBC Gardeners World Live. Fully encourage people to go back to Podcast 17 and have a listen to how to enter to, into uh, Beautiful Borders, which is a wonderful way to get into garden design. Yeah. And just show us what, you know, what you, you can get out there and do. Don't be frightened, worried. Get a group of you together. And uh, let us know, folks. And we'll come and interview you, won't we, Molly? Yeah. You know, for the podcast on the site in front of your very own border. How about that? Yeah. It's fabulous. Absolutely. Fabulous and so much fun. And it's something that you'll never, ever forget doing, folks. And, of course, uh, on the flip side of that, anything that you do do at home, you are more than welcome to showcase it here 
at the Happy Garden Podcast, the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. Any little wins that you've had over 2023, anything that you plan to do for 2024, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, get in touch. Yeah, definitely get in touch. Darren, as listen, you have, Darren, you have done spectacularly, seeing as you're still registering positive for COVID. This is the second podcast you've done in a week. So, yeah. Literally a million thank yous from me and everybody listening to the podcast. You've you've, oh, you've delivered above you. and beyond, Darren. It's been fun. Has it? It's been fun. Are you I've okay? Really enjoyed it, yeah. How are you feeling? I'm fine, yeah. Are you? I'm fine, yeah. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Sure. And uh, I love doing this sort of stuff, you know. That. Okay. Well, even totally though you're COVIDified. Even though... <laughs> 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 Listen, next week on the podcast, we have the return of the triumphant Amaze and Astound with Andy Lound. He's done us a whole Yay! series. Yay! Whole series Yay! on sort of horticultural histories. So he will return uh, next year on the podcast, or well, next week for 2024 on the podcast. Um, Fab. Dazzler, I, have a lovely afternoon. Are your battens hatched you. and you're in oh, yeah. and cosy, leisure yeah. pants on, bit Got of food. The fire on. Good. Uh, gonna have some soup now and then soup's good. Have a sleep. All and, right. You know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Make sure you look after Mrs. I will do. Rudge as well, because she's she's gonna use her pots and pans today. <laughs> God, that do you know that'll make me laugh. That's awful. That'll make me laugh all year. <laughs> set of saucepans. I've got a set of saucepans. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, Darren. We'll see you next week. Happy New Year, folks. Happy gardening and yes. bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the Happy Garden Podcast with Molly Green and Darren Rudge. If you'd like to send them an email, get in touch with the Happy Garden Podcast by emailing thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. Follow them on social media. Just search for the Happy Garden Podcast. Can we say Happy Garden Podcast just one more time? The Happy Garden Podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. WarbyParker.com slash covered.